0: What's up dirt bags? Welcome to episode 196 of the Midwest Angler podcast.
1: Scott Sturman, Matt deitch What's going on, man? Man, can you believe 196? 196. 196. That, right? people, and there's some people that have listened to all 196 episodes. You want to know what's crazy? Uh So, we're actually closing in on 4
0: years. Right. Uh, 4 years uh on November 27. Um so so 6 short days from now, Will be uh, four years that you and I have been doing this, um, which is absolutely freaking crazy. Right, um, it is. And 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 I want to talk about that a little bit later uh, in the show. Maybe doing something special for our uh, four year anniversary. But uh, don't the, get all sappy. on Yeah, I, I ain't doing it. I ain't doing it. But uh, so I just just earlier today uh, when I was firing up the computer, getting ready for this. I just kind of was scrolling through, looking at a couple of guests and whatnot, and uh, uh, just clicked on, I think it was like episode 11 or episode 17 or 13 or something like that, and uh, uh, just kind of listened to what you and I were were talking about. And it it just kind of, kind of funny going back that far, uh, um, you know, just, just, i i guess i was in a different spot in life like just, just listening to that kind of brought me back to where i was in life at that point in time and and uh you know where i was you know in in in, in my fishing life or whatever just just kind of crazy how how that is uh you know four four years is a long freaking time man it really is it's freaking nuts it really is and uh so i don't know a lot of
1: crazy stuff has happened in those four years yep so. no
0: doubt about that but uh, uh we've had a lot of fun and uh, i guess uh, at the end of the day that's all that really matters uh we've we've had fun but uh um this episode today is brought to you by dakota angler uh the best bait shop in the upper midwest possibly the united states and parts of uh the middle east but uh <laughs> <laughs> they are kind parts, of big of, parts right, right. <laughs> they're the, the not so dangerous parts. yeah that's right but uh um one thing that i wanted to kind of uh kind of bring back up now uh, is is that code dirtbag uh dirt at checkout at dakotaangler.com because uh the ice institute is officially over so if you didn't uh, if you didn't get the good deals there at the Ice Institute, uh, I should kick you in the nuts and, and tell you too bad, but uh, there there is uh, there's help. There's help on the way. Um, Select Shacks will be on sale uh, for a little while at Dakota Angler. All right. um, Bubba and Rapala uh, R12 Filet Knives will be uh, such a smoking deal. He didn't even tell me how good the deal Ooh. was. Like, then you know it's good. Too hot for podcasts is it what is. they say. That's and, right. And uh, um, lots of clothing uh, is already marked down to Black Friday sales. Um, Trekker bibs and coats, for example, uh, down to $150, normally $250. So that's uh that's a hundred dollars off. Uh, free hoodie and gift tote with strike master auger purchase. Um, they got a bunch of they got a bunch of stuff going on um hit up uh hit up the website if you can't make it into the store uh DakotaAngler.com, and use the code dirtbag uh save you save you some cash and uh you know make, make you not be such a freaking loser yeah you know i mean it, it'll make you know, it'll make the people know like oh this dude's a dirtbag. bag it He's will a, yep you know just just by using that code it uh Use it up. boasts your social status by 76 points 77 Something like that. 77, it's, you it's scientifically know, proven to right if, if it's on the weekends it could be into the low 80s yeah
1: it could be you know and, it's, and now that it's in it, since it's ice fishing season i mean it's that could even add a few more points it too. could so. it could you can go
0: online and check your social status points uh kind of um you know some people go and check their uh uh, credit score some people can go and check their social status points i'm just saying use the code dirtbag it'll get you a little bit higher that's exactly right get you a little bit higher but uh matt thanksgiving right around the corner it um, is. i've got a quick uh, I, I just, just a simple little question that i wanted to throw your way um if you uh if you had to pick one meat two sides one salad and one dessert for uh for for your thanksgiving uh, what meat you going with? A turkey all day. Really, you are. Yep. I think turkey's the worst meat of all the top-tier
1: meats. Yeah. And you're yeah. still going with it, I'm huh? I'm still going with it because it's not a ham. Because it's Thanksgiving, I'm still going to go with turkey just because of tradition. Okay. I'm going with it. okay. Hey, I'm. It's my I'm, plate. I can yeah, do what I, I, d- do I didn't. It. I didn't get in your face about it. I'm just surprised.
0: Keep, keep your hands and just your surprised. eyes on I your own mean, plate. Yeah. What keep do you? Your eyes on your own plate. Okay. Two sides. What are you going with? Stuffing and yams. Stuffing Tradition. Tradition. Stuffing and mashed potatoes. Stuffing. You are. Yeah.
1: Stuffing. That's good stuff.
0: Okay. So one salad. What kind of
1: salad are you going one with? One salad. um I don't know. That's a good question. As far as a salad goes, I don't know if. Don't really have too many salads. Okay. For like Thanksgiving, usually it's like a veg another vegetable, but that'd probably be considered a side. I guess maybe if there's like a macaroni salad or something macaroni. like that, I might throw that on the plate. You
0: you go on cold macaroni or yeah, you go- cold. okay, okay. Cold.
1: You got to have that little mixture of the cold in with the warm stuff that's on the plate. I hear you. I hear you. All right, and and dessert, dessert, it's got to be a pie. Yeah. You, oh yeah. You, 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 pie all day. Sorry, but but what kind of pie are you going with? Um. Uh, it all depends I guess what's what the options are I mean I coconut cream pie is my all-time favorite but you know you don't see that too many times at a Thanksgiving it's usually a pumpkin pie so I'm gonna go with pumpkin pie okay a little bit of pumpkin pie with a bunch of whipped whipped cream on it so a bunch okay. of cool whip on it i'm 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 an apple pie guy oh my yeah. brother Eric
0: oh, yeah. he's a pumpkin pie guy but uh' um, you know, I I I can go pumpkin
1: pie. Right. Well, yeah. and it's just like it's it's kind of one of those things where it's like it's about the only time of the year that you really get it. So, Yeah. You know, what what are you getting little, to drink? Getting just drink, straight just, water. Just some water. Just some straight water. Maybe a maybe a Budweiser NA or something like that Ooh, to go with. The all man, right, so. all right, all right. Yeah, I'm I'm for that. I'm for that. So yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm. I'm okay. rocking there. That's yep. Just kind of tra- traditional type deal. Yep. Yep. I'm right okay there. with that. We always do the ham like during Easter. Okay. Maybe, maybe during uh, Christmas we usually get a prime rib, so that's Ooh. always that's always Christ- kind of the way to go. Christmas, you go Cox beef. Yep. Okay.
0: Okay. <laughs> How about you? So you
1: you a ham then?
0: No, I'm I, beef. If, if I've got the option, I'm I'm beef all year round. Beef all year round. Yeah. Every every holiday and and even on the non holidays, beef.
1: Right. You can't. I mean. Yeah. I mean, I do around like around.
0: ham. I do like ham. Uh, I'm I just don't love turkey. Turkey, ninety five percent of the time is dry and uh I just I I don't know, if you don't have a little gravy or, or mashed. Well that's potato- the thing. I,
1: everything's gonna get covered in gravy on the plate usually. So yeah, yeah that's <laughs> and, the, and the and the good thing about turkey, actually the leftovers what you do with the turkey is almost better than just the turkey when you have it, yeah. you know, on the day. So yeah I b I b I'm 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 for
0: that. You make more sandwiches, or just warm warm up more gravy, and and yeah, I, I can be for that. Matt, one wh- one other thing that I wanted to talk to you about before we uh, uh, get too far into here, uh, um, tough tough weekend to be a Minnesota sports fan, huh? Ooh,
1: yeah, we, we we better talk about that. I mean, as a Viking fan, it I mean I'm glad that that CBS <laughs> <laughs> dropped the game. I couldn't believe that. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, did they just really take the game off? I'm like, all right. No, with that, Now no. You are a Vikings fan. I am. I, I'm not a Vikings
0: fan. I, I'm not against the Vikings. I truly am not. But uh, um, so, so we we can talk about this, you know, j- just for a second, just for a second. If we talk about it too much, all of our listeners will be gone. But uh, not, a, you know, the Iowa Hawkeyes put a mean hurting on the Gophers, and that's uh, right. Um, I guess not a mean hurting, but they won, and they they that's won. all that they really matters. That's all that really matters. And then uh, to add insult to injury, they turn around and. Boy, them Dallas Cowboys just uh, – yeah. they they did put a mean hurting
1: on them. And see, that's what makes it hurt the worst as a Vikings fan is because – Some damn I'm, Cowboys. Well, I'm a Vikings fan, and anybody who is playing against the Cowboys fan – Really? I hate the Cowboys. I hate the Cowboys. And for them just to put the thumping on the Vikings like they did, it was just like – yeah, CBS cut away now. Yeah, well they did. They <laughs> did. Was, I, was, I was sitting there eating any supper. Any game.
0: I was eating supper, and all of a sudden they said something like, uh, uh, "Due to the uh, lopsided score, we will move this telecast to a." more competitive game and i'm like what the, f- what was that and especially around here because i mean we're you know 75 percent right. vikings fans around here like
1: somebody broke a tv yesterday well and I, I i guarantee it well i know the hike camps were up there i don't know if they stuck around for the whole game or not but uh well a lot that, of, a lot that of people that Todd's i know daughter-in-law was, was a Cowboys a Cowboys. Fan. right yeah. a, a lot of people that i know that were at the game left early really they're like they spent all this money and they're still like no we're leaving early okay well we'll be done talking about that uh, we
0: apologize to our uh, fellow neighbors up north but uh, um I, I i just i had to bring it up
1: i had right. to bring it up right. now
0: you've yeah. got something else you want to talk about uh, or, or, got... or or should we or should we go to our guests first let's go
1: to our guests first okay. I'll, 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 we'll go a little bit later
0: you bet you bet uh this week uh, we've got jim bustle on uh, Jim's a buddy of ours uh, from out in Rapid City. We uh, got to meet Jim through uh, the Hooked on Hardwater uh, event and whatnot. But uh, um, I was actually messaging Jim uh, a couple weeks ago, kind of talking about some different stuff. And uh, um, Jim was talking to me about ice safety. And and uh, Jim's actually a professional firefighter, uh, does some stuff with the medical side in that also. And uh, I thought, you know what, who, who better to talk about ice safety than a guy who's... Uh, uh prob- probably seen some of it and uh you know has has some true first-hand medical knowledge on it uh, so um, fired off a text to jim today and he's like hell yeah i'm in so uh uh we got him and uh, i think it's going to be a fun one i think so too it's going to be interesting to see what you know to hear what he has to say about it you bet so uh without further ado uh we're going to get over to him hey jim how are you doing
2: i am good how are you guys down there in Tidal town that was, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. that pretty cool uh, the lions won the state championship that's awesome it was yeah. really
1: cool
0: i feel like i'm doing the uh the aaron Rodgers belt deal, deal right day. Now. <laughs> yeah.
1: the kids were all I pretty wish. the kids were pretty excited at school today all the elementary ones were talking about it and i went down to the high school a couple times and talked to the head football coach and some of the football players and they were all i mean still jacked about it so yeah it's pretty cool
2: that's super cool i mean um and that's got to be cool for you too as a coach because you know I I coach too and, and to see kids that you coached when they were younger come up and go win a state championship and stuff I mean that's that's pretty cool. So yeah, congratulations to uh, congratulations to the Lions and your community. That's pretty cool. Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, it shows that it takes about four or five, six years, and and you can actually forget about all the stuff that a bad coach tells you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that takes, a, that's it takes a while to build a program. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You
1: can you can overcome bad middle school coaching, yep. and <laughs> yep. it, it
2: can be done. <laughs> well, all right,
1: Jim. Uh, you you know the drill. Uh, we
0: always uh, like to get started with a couple of random questions. So I want to know uh uh if you could take any celebrity out fishing with you for a day, uh who would that celebrity be?
2: If I could take any celebrity out fishing with me for a day, who would that be? Yep,
0: athlete, well, movie star, Justin Bieber.
2: Yeah, you know what? I actually in our house we are big Chief fans. We are big Eric Church fans. Oh yeah and uh, i would like I'd like to go fishing with the chief for a day and just and just hear stories and and talk to him. He seems like a he seems like a pretty cool dude, so um he writes a lot of music that I identify with and and uh i would I would probably like to go fishing with uh, with their church for a day. yeah, I oh, like that answer cool. yeah. I
1: like that yeah. answer. I like that one too. Um, I guess mine would be, you know, since Scott has his famous uh, pizza reviews, what's your go-to frozen pizza? Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, well, you know what? Thank you, by the way, because it uh, sounds like Wednesday night. I told the boys at work that uh, about the frozen pizza reviews, so I think Wednesday night we're going to do frozen pizza in honor of me being on the, being on the show. But I think uh, my go-to is uh, the Tombstone. I oh, think yeah. It's the tombstone pepperoni.
0: Yeah. Yep. You can't beat Tombstone. <laughs> like I've I've been searching and I can't beat it. Cannot beat it.
2: And since I told the guys about it, every time we go get groceries at Walmart, we walk through and check out the frozen pizza aisle and we're all kind of I I kind of want to try out that uh what's that? Stranger Things one, the uh surfer boy pizza.
0: Oh yeah, I, there is there is a goofy <laughs> one like that.
2: I I don't know and then and there's the Yachty's one. That oh, have it's it there.
0: that's today's review. That's today's <laughs> it, review for me.
2: Uh, you know what? I I think maybe Wednesday night when I'm back on shift in honor of that being tonight's review, we'll uh, we'll have to give it a try and uh, and see. I don't know. I
0: I can't. I cannot give up the Yachty's pizza this early. But I'm telling you right now, Jim, it's got a little bit of spice to it. That's a spicy sauce, sweet and spicy.
2: I dig. <laughs> I think I think we can get down with that. Yeah, yeah, I, Scott I
0: believe can. he was probably yeah, sweating like he's in a sauna. <laughs> yeah, I was, man, I was. <laughs> but, no, it's good. It's good. I, I I won't I won't say any more about it. I'm not going to give it up, but I I think it's worth a shot.
2: Well, I think we'll give it a try then.
0: Heck yeah! All right. Well, and 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 we we can't get this far into the episode without asking favorite favorite flavor of wings.
2: Uh, favorite flavor of wings is the uh, Parmesan garlic. From uh Buffalo Wings and Rings. I love their garlic farm.
0: Buffalo Wings and, and rings, rings, huh? Uh-huh.
2: Yeah, we have uh we have a, a couple of noteworthy wing places here in Rapid City and one of uh one of my fir- my favorite is Buffalo Wings and Rings out on Sheridan Lake Road. It's at the intersection of Sheridan Lake and Catron. Okay. And they have a uh, a naked wing. It's baked so it's not fried. And uh, it's not breaded, and um, their garlic parm is fantastic.
0: Okay, I have to, yeah, I have to try it out. So, so is that uh, got it,
2: out here for hooked on hard water? You got to check that place out. It's it's legit. It's right down the road from, right down the road from old Craigie's house. I was
0: gonna say uh, out out there on uh, Sheridan Lake Road, and and ca- how, how do you pronounce that? Catron. Yeah.
2: Yep, Catron Boulevard.
0: Yeah, I was thinking like he's that. He's been holding. Craig, he's been holding out. Yeah, he's using. been knowing about it, and he hasn't been telling me because he knows I'll come put that place out of business.
2: <laughs> yeah, right? it's uh, it's it's pretty outstanding, and it's right down the right down the street from our firehouse, too. So nice. it, uh, it gets frequented, we'll put it that way. Nice. <laughs>
0: yeah. Nice. So is that is that traditional or boneless?
2: It is a boneless wing. Okay. Right.
0: And you, you're not old enough to be doing blue cheese, are you, Jim?
2: No, no, I'm I'm still holding out with the uh, still holding out with the ranch, but that that um, Parmesan garlic sauce that they have, you know what? It doesn't even require. A, uh, it doesn't even require a condiment it's that good
0: that's what uh, I'm talking yeah. about i I appreciate a guy like you like all these dudes that oh yeah they get the spicy wings they they smother it in ranch it's like you, yeah, you, you're, you're right I mean you you don't even like it's that like putting, flavor like of sauce train wheels off exactly exactly <laughs> yeah. you know,
2: if you' if you're burying that thing in ranch or blue cheese you're you are not the sauce isn't good enough I'll tell that right be a for me
0: yeah you ain't fooling Jim Bussell with all that ranch I'll tell you yeah. that.
2: No, sir i did not get my girlish <laughs> finger for for no reason
0: yeah <laughs> yeah all right jim uh so so rapid city south dakota has that been home your whole life
2: yep i'm a born and raised rapid city kid i grew up in the uh grew up in north rapid uh it's kind of a kind of a rough neighborhood actually um but i grew up there and um uh folks from montana have the saying montana till i die and i'm uh, i'm south dakota till i die i'll be uh I'll, I'll be here my i'll be here for the duration so I, I i love it here it's um you know rapid city's got its issues right now and we're trying to work through those as a community but yeah this is where i was born and raised i grew up a couple blocks away from fire station seven and um that's all i ever wanted to do since i was a little kid so it's kind of cool i get to um i get to basically live out my childhood dream and go to work at the rapid city fire department every third day so that's that's pretty cool yeah, so definitely is.
0: that that's how you do it you're you're on for uh, 24 hours and then you get 48 off
2: yeah typically um we're you know we're like anybody right now we, we're short staffed. we just put 12 brand new recruits on the floor and we're still a few spots short so usually it's 24 on 48 off and um, once in a while we'll work a 48 and work some overtime and then uh, usually a day a week, I pick up a shift at the rooster and um, and then the other days I fish. So that 24 on 48 off schedule lends itself to being able to get out and fish quite a bit and, and do stuff um, you know my, my son's pretty active in baseball and so we're able to you know I, I don't have to miss very many games and it's uh, it's a pretty nice schedule.
0: Nice, yeah, nice. Now, now, has fishing been something that you've uh, done ever since a young boy in Rapid City, or is this something that you kind of picked up a little later in life? Uh, how, how'd that end up?
2: I grew up fishing as long as I can remember. Um, I, I just picked up ice fishing probably about, oh, it's been about 10 years ago now. Uh, a couple guys that I work with, Levi Denton and Casey Morgan, they, uh, they got me into it. But i've been uh been fishing since i was was a young guy um my teenage years and my high school years i did a lot of fly fishing uh that was something that my dad was really into and um i don't i don't identify myself as a fly fisherman i I just say i fly fish because i'm told that since i work in a bait shop that sells night crawlers i can't call myself a a fly fisherman (laughs) but um, we've been doing that since i was since i was a kid and then yeah about 10 or 10 or so years ago, Casey and Levi really got me into it. And, and, um, you know, I, I fished a little bit with my dad, you know, maybe once or twice a season, but, uh, now it's probably my favorite type of fishing and, and my youngest son, Carson, um, he's an even bigger fish head than I am. He's also on cold snaps pro staff. And, and that's what we really get into. There's as far as we're concerned, in our house, there's two seasons, baseball and ice fishing. So. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Did you say Levi Denton and Casey Morgan?
2: Yep, yep.
0: I mean, if those two names weren't made for being a frickin' country singer... I was like, gonna say I mean, uh, they gotta have something I thought maybe They're he was a roadie of, or something yeah. like that when
1: he first started. Yeah. No, those are... Uh, yeah, those are...
2: And there are uh, a couple of country fellers right there, too. They might even have an album out. I'm not sure. I, I haven't think they do.
0: It. I think I got
2: it. <laughs> you probably do. You probably do. Casey actually used to be in a pretty popular local band called the Beer Swingers. And, uh, yep, yeah, those Scott
1: guys, it. Uh, those, the, they're, they're two very good dudes.
2: And I, um, I owe them a debt of gratitude for getting me into the sport, for sure.
1: So what was that first time you went ice fishing, like, really into it like what those guys like for you like did you have much free equipment did you go out and buy some and after you went that first time with them that you were kind of like yep i'm gonna dive into this even more
2: you know what i started off with i started off with the old schooly rod that my uh, that my dad had you know we had half a dozen of those in the garage and or in the shed at his house in a milk crate and uh you know you know which one i'm talking about the, oh, yeah. The with the black reel and a spring bobber on the end of it and I had that and I had a few lead jigs and went out with Casey and we went out to New Wall Dam and fished and um and I mean after that I was just uh, my mind was completely blown so I went and went to I think it was probably Walmart and bought a couple of those you know sell CSI's fishing rods to get me started and then it's just it's grown from there and Um, you know, the first time we were out, we were jig fishing, um, trying to catch some bluegill and some crappie out of new wall and Casey had some tip ups out and I think he caught a, it was, you know, 28 or 30 inch pike and growing up a trout fisherman, you know, I hadn't seen a pike that big in real life. So I was, I was, I was pretty into it after that. I mean, it didn't take, it didn't take long for me to fall in love with it. So, um, my wife is um probably the coolest chick alive i think i think i married her so fellas if you're looking for her she's already taken but um, she supported my supported my passion uh since the word go and every year i try to upgrade something whether it's my auger my flasher an ice shack or whatever and um yeah we're we're all in and now it's even more expensive because i got a 16 year old that is uh uh, he's, let's just say he's got expensive tastes. So,
0: well, Um, and and that probably does make it a little bit easier with the wife, uh, because you do such a good job at, at getting your kid, you you know, it's not, uh, it's not one of those deals where you're leaving the whole entire family at home That you know, dad can go do his hobby. Uh, you're, you're making it a little bit more of a family deal.
2: Yeah. And my, my daughter, um, she's, um, she's loves to fish and she's just, kind of started to get into it a little bit too and yeah it's really become a family passion for us my little brother mike um he's 18 years younger than i am he's really gotten into the outdoors and stuff too and he's really picked up ice fishing he actually shot his first buck yesterday and as saw that as soon as he got done with that he he uh called me and said well now i need my first lake trout so um, it's a, it's a family thing for us for sure. And yeah, that definitely makes it easier. And my wife's, she's a saint, man. When we took off and ran to Cascade two years ago, she didn't, didn't say anything about it. And we've got a couple of cool trips planned this year and she's on board with it. So yeah, it's, I'm, I'm pretty fortunate. That's Hell awesome. yeah. Hell yeah.
0: Now, now Jim, you, uh, you alluded earlier that, uh, that you're a professional firefighter. Uh, is that something you uh, got into right after high school, or, or did you, um, I, I, you know, how 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 did that work out?
2: Well, like I said, I grew up a couple blocks away from a fire station. When I was growing up, when I was really little, my dad was actually a Rapid City police officer. Okay, and he got hurt in the line of duty and and had to retire from that. And when I was a kid, I was trying to decide whether I wanted to be a firefighter or a policeman. And my dad said, "You know what? Be a fireman." So. Um, after I graduated high school, I actually went to school to be an elementary teacher and, um, I went to college for a couple of years. I got to play football in college and, and, um, but it just, it wasn't, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be, I guess. I, 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 wasn't, um, I wasn't as passionate about it as I thought. And I took a job as a preschool teacher at one of our, uh, youth and family services here in town. And that's where I decided I like teaching, but I didn't like being in the classroom every single day. So, um, I, I kind of pursued that, that, uh, firefighting career at the, with the encouragement of my wife and, uh, started off as an EMT. I worked for the private ambulance service here in town and then I volunteered for a department and, uh, yeah, I've been doing that since I was just a snot nosed kid about 20 years old and, um been doing it ever since i volunteered with rapid valley fire department for 15 years while i worked at the city so i'd work my 24-hour shift and then i'd come home and i'd volunteer with the valley and on my days off and i'm actually going to go back and help them out um get back on the volunteer department here um next month and yeah this is all i want to do i can retire young and pursue another career if i want to or or teach i've got a lot of opportunities so yeah it's it's basically all i've done my adult life and i can't think of a i can't if i if i had the chance to do it all over again i don't think i'd change anything in that regard
0: you know i i'm a volunteer firefighter on on a small in a small town uh, jim you probably fight more structure fires in a day than what i do in a year but but there is just something badass about driving a fire truck spraying a fire hose like it's just it's just kind of one of those deals, you know, like going out there to the Cox Ranch and doing branding like real cowboy shit. Like, I don't care. It's just like something that a guy needs to do. Like, it, it I don't know. It, it just, it it's badass. Like, all I got left to do is just drive a dump truck or, or run a backhoe and tip over a building. And I'm pretty much, my bucket list is done.
2: We don't, uh, you know, honestly, I don't, we don't fight um, near as much fire as, um, I think most people think 75% or better of our call volume is medical stuff. And that's why I went to paramedic school. And, okay. Uh, I'm a hazmat specialist and, and so I do that. So I've got something else to keep me engaged and, and, you know, constantly stay up on stuff, but yeah, you're right. There's just something about it. Just going to work with the guys, doing stuff that other people don't want to do or are afraid to do, um, not willing to do and. Yeah, it's like I said I, I can't think of a I can't think of a, a, a better way or, or anything that I would do different and it's something that Carson my youngest is interested in which makes me pretty proud and so yeah it's a pretty great career and man don't diminish just because you're on a small volunteer fire department you know what our uh, our volunteer departments you know Iowa and South Dakota all these rural states um, the volunteer departments are the ones that are doing the bulk of the work. So, um, yeah, hats off to you.
0: Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. So, um, w- with that, Jim, uh, being, being a professional firefighter doing the EMT stuff, uh, uh, you've got to have some pretty crazy stories. I, I mean, you got to have some crazy stories. Is there anything, is there, is there a story or two that you can tell, uh, you know, that, that, uh, pg enough uh you know i don't i don't exactly know how that works but is there is there something crazy that you can tell us
2: well i i called a couple of my couple of my guys that i've worked with for a long time and i asked them i said do we do we have any do we have any pg stories and they they all laughed actually one of them that that they they mentioned and it really ties into what we're talking about here today is um Uh, The reason that I'm so passionate about educating people on ice fishing safety, um, I had come home from a, I went out fishing for a day and I had just gotten home and the Rapid Valley Fire Department, we got paged to a a water rescue, an ice rescue um, out east of town. And at that point, the valley didn't have ice rescue gear. It was actually on order. It just hadn't been delivered yet. And so there was a vehicle that went through the ice on a stock dam and the only thing that I had was my ice armor my my clam ice armor suit so I threw that in the truck headed down to the station got on the engine and when we pulled up um, there was a pickup the top of it was sticking out of the ice out of the water just the top and this this uh older fella had been out checking cattle and and doing what he did a million times for you know however long and it was cold, it was the dead of winter, and there was, you know, a foot of ice on the pond, and he drove his little S-10 pickup across it and broke through, and he actually called his wife and told her to call 9 while he was sinking. Holy. And wow. he got there, and we knew that, you know, cold water drowning, we've got a shot, but um, the rescue truck out of Rapid City hadn't gotten there yet. And so, um, Tim Cobus, who was the chief at the Valley at that time, and I just... Decided we had to go for it So we pulled the ladder off the engine We threw the, threw the ladder out to the pickup And the other end of the ladder was on the ice shelf And me and my ice armor climbed out on the ladder um, Over this open water And about that time the rescue truck from the city pulled up And Steve McCuller jumps out And he's got a Mustang rescue suit on The ice rescue suit and he got in the water He made it out into the bed of the pickup I got about halfway out on the ladder and he broke the window out, pulled the gentleman out of the back of the pickup, and Steve and I drug him out. Now, by this time, I'm in the water. And we we got him drug off to shore. We did CPR, worked on him all the way to the hospital, and unfortunately, he didn't survive. But that was, the, that was a huge eye-opener for me that, you know, that, that guy knew that body of water. He had probably driven on it, like I said, a million times. There was a foot of ice there. And he, um, you know, he broke through and didn't survive. So it was after that. That's when I really got passionate about teaching people about ice safety and, and things like that. And yeah, that's one of the more memorable kind of crazy calls. And the other thing that it did is it gave me a ton of confidence in my floats Oh, I bet. Oh, yeah. I bet. I I wasn't warm by any stretch. I was actually pretty cold by the time it was over. But. Um, I didn't worry about sinking.
0: Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, that's just one of those deals. A lot of people have float suits. Very few people actually know, you know, for sure that they float. They're just taking someone's word for it.
2: And and I shared a video here a while back on my, on my Facebook, on my, um, on my personal Facebook profile, but Mike Pogany came out while we were doing, you guys know Mike from Hempton Hardwater. He, uh, he came out while we were doing ice rescue training at the city, at Canyon Lake, and he wanted to see how his suit would work. So I was in a Mustang suit in the water. A couple of the other water rescue guys were, um, were in the water with him. We had guys on shore, and Mike got into the water not once but twice, and he wanted to see how that suit would work. And the thing that I tell people all the time about those float suits is they're phenomenal in terms of buoyancy and keeping you afloat. But you have to have something to pull you out of the water. Even our rescue suits have ice picks in them, so that's why when I go out on the ice, I could be standing on 18 inches of ice, and I still got ice picks around my neck because if something happens and I go through, the suit's going to keep me up, but I got to have a way to pull myself out.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's like it's such cheap insurance that people like kind of overlook it sometimes. They you walk by them in the stores on the shelves and. A lot of people are like, oh, I don't need them. Well, you don't need them until you need them. So you want to I mean, know something crazy?
0: You know, when when Jim and I were messaging today, and you and I were talking about doing this on ice safety, I do not own a set of ice picks.
1: Yeah, you need to go That's crazy. Blitz. I know. I, yeah. I can't believe I don't. I mean, I, I I'm a lot like you, Jim. I, mine are around my neck. You know most of the season i got to get better at it like the whole season but definitely early lace and late ice i always have them around my neck and it's yep. it's just i mean it's just something that a person they don't get in the way they're not inconvenient they're not like uncomfortable you kind of forget that they're there um and just throw them on yep
2: yep i will those are non-negotiable i will not go out on the ice with without my picks i've got there's probably half a dozen pair that I have around somewhere that I've actually got one that just stays in my pickup. Um, but like I said, you know, the, the, you know, one of the big selling points for those is, you know, we have these, I mean, super high tech ice rescue suits at the fire department and they even have ice picks in the, in the sleeve. So, um, yeah, that's, that's good enough for me. And, and like I said, you know, that, that day being on that call, you know, had I, had I needed to get out of that water, the ice, the ice picks just, I mean, let's face it, man. There's, there's days when I go fishing by myself, there's probably more days when I fish by myself than I don't it's just with my work schedule. It's tough to find a consistent ice fishing partner. And, um, you know, a throw bag is only good if there's somebody there to throw it to you, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Um, so those ice picks, those might be the difference right there. So I would encourage everybody, uh, to, not only to, to have them, but put them on and, and make sure you, you wear them every time you go out. Cause you never know, you know, there's pressure ridges and soft spots and springs. And I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's cheap insurance. That's for sure. Yep.
0: Yeah. Now, now Jim, if you, if you were to put together a list of, of things for people to, uh, to have, uh, you know, ice picks, um, um, you know, you, you mentioned, uh, uh throw bag uh what 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 are some of those if if you've got a short list
2: yeah it starts with the with the ice picks for sure and then the next thing 100 percent, is a spud bar um especially this time of year and especially late ice if i'm going on any body of water right now this time of year i'm spudding my way out and it's um my rule is two hits uh if if it goes through in two hits or less i'm not going to proceed um that's that's um a a huge piece of equipment right there Uh, and especially like i said early ice and late ice but if anytime we want a new body of water even in the middle of the season spud bar goes with us Um, a throw bag that's important um something with some some rope that floats um, and a way to throw the bag out to somebody, you, you, dip that in the water and get it wet if you can, and then toss it to somebody again, that's not so much for me. It's for, you know, if somebody else, um, goes through the water or goes through the ice, um, a float suit, you know, I, again, I'm a huge believer. I, I've been in the water in, in my ice armor and, and those are great. Um, my float suit, you know, early season, late season, middle of the season, it doesn't matter. Um, constantly wearing the float suit, um, light is important. I've got uh, half a dozen headlamps, and I mean we all like to push it and fish until you know till after dark, especially you know if you're fishing for walleye and crappie and stuff. I've got a good headlamp that uh, that also has a, a blink mode on it, so that if I get into trouble, I can put it in that flashing mode and hopefully get people's attention. Um, for guys who have four wheelers, I know that they don't make them anymore, but um, those nebulous devices, man, those are incredible. I've got a couple of buddies who, um, you know, they attribute their, you know, they're still being here to a nebulous. They broke through up on, up on Ormond and, uh, they were able to pull those. So if, if you can find one of those, those are great. Um, a few other things, you know, just, um, like I said, I go out and fish by myself. Sometimes if you're going to go out by yourself, make sure that somebody knows where you're going. Uh, how long you plan on being there? Um, I'm constantly texting my wife, and and usually, you know, one of the guys or my dad or somebody, and saying, "Hey, I'm off the ice for the day or whatever," um, um, and then cleats, right? Especially this time of year. Oh ice yeah, no
0: doubt about that.
2: Because, um, you know, the 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 other thing I'm afraid of is slipping and falling and breaking something and not being able to get off get off the ice. Yep, on laying out there. So that would be my short list right there. And tomorrow I get to take uh, I get to take Anna Hamlin from knbn TV out, and uh, we're gonna shoot some stuff tomorrow. And all of those things right there, those will be you know before we ever go on the ice, those will be some things we do and and have along with us for sure. Nice. Yeah.
0: Now, now Jim, I, I mean obviously it, it, it's it's a situational question, but. Uh, I, I do think it's probably important to have a little bit of a plan, you know, just in case this would ever happen. Uh, say say you are going to fall through, or say, say you do fall through, um, you know, I, I would assume staying calm, you know, getting catching your breath, you know, assessing the situation. That, that's going to be, you know, what, what a guy's really going to need to do, right? You know, try to, try to calm yourself a little bit and, and you know, then at that point, uh, what what's the next step? Would you say?
2: Well, one of the first things that you want to do is you you as soon as you recognize that you're going through, if you can cover your face uh, with your hand or, oh, yeah. or, or something, um, it's that mammalian dive reflex, right? And so you, you put your hand over your face, um, your body's going to tense up, and once you go in the water, you you do you want to collect yourself? You want to grab a hold of the ice shelf, if at all possible. And, and take just a second to calm yourself and um, and get yourself together. It, it's a muscle memory thing, um, and hopefully, guys don't have a ton of muscle memory because they're falling through the ice, right? If you've if you've fallen through the ice enough times that you have this muscle memory and you can just <laughs> no, do it real quick, you are doing something wrong, Exactly, right. right. So, so um, yeah, take take a second, grab the ice shelf. Take a deep breath and gather yourself and then pull those picks off and pull yourself out of the out of the water. As soon as you're on the ice shelf and out of the water, what you want to do is you want to stay horizontal. You want to stay you want to stay flat and you want to roll away from the hole. Spread your weight out. Right. Yep. Lay out flat and distribute your weight and roll away from the hole as far as you can. Once you do that, you need to get somewhere warm. And I guess I would add, you know, to my short list. of of things that I would bring along and and I just don't even think about it anymore. Um, I do it so much, but you know, hopefully you've got some dry clothes in the, in the rig. Um, I keep a dry bag in my pickup with a full change of clothes, a towel, and then I've got blankets in my pickup, but you're going to want to get to somewhere warm, um, get that wet clothing off, get dried off as quick as you can. And then, you know, it's, it's best to be evaluated. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of things that can go wrong when you're exposed to that really, really cold water. But, yeah, the big thing is stay calm, stay low and flat, and roll away from that ice hole as far as you can, and then, and then get up and boogie.
0: Now, now, how much time, realistically, do you have? You know, you drop into freezing cold water uh you know i'm sure a guy like me uh that's you know got a little bit more cover on him you know than uh you know some of these other people uh you know may- maybe i can last a smidge longer i you know uh it, it, what what's the rule of thumb as far as like when hypothermia sets in
2: there's really not a good rule of thumb there's because not. it all okay. depends on your body mass it depends on your health and your your physical condition it depends on the clothing that you're wearing you know, if you're dressed in layers, you know, like I talked about when I, when I was on that ice rescue and my ice armor, I still had all my layers on. So my bottom layer was actually, it was damp, but it wasn't soaked. I wasn't soaked to the bone, which I thought I was going to be. And, and Mike said the same thing when he, when he tried his his suit in Canyon Lake. So it depends on what you're wearing. Now, if you're wearing Carhartts and you go through and you've got Carhartts and longies underneath those Carhartts absorb water pretty quick. Um, You, you may not have as much time. It depends on the air temperature at that time. And it depends on the wind. So there's not a hard and fast rule. There's not a good rule of thumb. It's uh, a, it's a lot of different factors. And that's why I said, you know, be calm, get yourself together get away from that water and then you need to find your way somewhere warm as soon as possible. And, and if you can call for help on the way, um, that's, that is to your advantage. Yep. Huh.
0: Yeah. I suppose, you know, on, on a lot of those float suits now, uh, I, I know, uh, the clam ice armor one that, that I have, uh, actually comes like with a little bag for your cell phone to go into, uh, you know, to keep it, uh, uh, Keep the water away from it, uh, and that, that's going to definitely be to your advantage because you fall through with your with your cell yeah. phone, and all of a sudden your cell phone shot. Uh, um, you know that just one more thing working against you. Well, and let's be honest. I mean, the places that we like to
1: ice fish, right? There's there may not be cell service. Right, say, it's uh, hard to get reception Deerfield, sometimes. You know, Deerfield's a great example. There's not cell.
2: That's one of the great things about fishing at Deerfield, and it's one of the bad things about fishing up there. So um, there's a motto in the fire service that um it's up to us helps not coming and so um i kind of try to abide by that like that's why i tend to overpack for trips a little bit even when i'm just going up in the hills um that dry bag is always always there in my truck there's always blankets and stuff because you know it it may be i may be on my own and um and so yeah those are all those are all key things to remember and and uh You know, like I said, let somebody know. If you're going to be by yourself, you need to let somebody know where you're going to be at.
1: Yep. Yep. And you know, it goes to, like, what you said just a little bit ago, as far as the ice cleats go. I mean, early ice safety isn't just about falling through the ice. It's also falling on the ice, you know, and avoiding the injuries. So it's always good to have that plan, you know, take all the precautions you can. Because, I mean, we've all fallen on the ice before, and it doesn't feel good. And, I mean, if you're by yourself... I mean, yeah, you could hit your head and there you lay, or you could break a leg or something, and it, it it can turn into a dangerous situation too without even falling through the ice. Yep.
2: Yeah, yep. There's a there's so much that can go wrong, right? And, and like I said, it's um it, there's just there's there's so many precautions that a person can take to make this a really really safe sport, and unfortunately, you know, there are a lot of guys that don't, and I bump into them all the time, and you know i talk to people all the time and guys are like ah you know but um you know i've had some close calls up on pactola with spear holes just last year uh, there were some fellas up there spear fishing and and they didn't do a great job of marking their spear holes and and as i'm going along spudding my way out you know i hit this i go from you know 10 inches of ice to about two inches of ice and then once i start investigating it there's a there's a spear hole well, that spear hole i'm a big dude but i'll fit i'll fit down
1: oh, yeah. now right you, know, yep.
2: you just you, you never know you you never ever know and so yeah it's it's best just to take those precautions and i mean that, it, on an ice fishing trip not how i want to go out i'll tell you that right now No, no
1: definitely i mean and too you know like once we once season starts going and you can use machines out there too that's always that can always turn into a dangerous situation too where you know like you said you you catch an unmarked spear hole or you know just about anything out on that ice and you know mechanical failure and you could it, it turns dangerous in a hurry yeah
2: and, and we've had uh, experiences before up on wa bay where uh, where we were out and then a blizzard hit and day county emergency management's issuing you know no travel advisories and stuff and we've got guys out on the ice that you know you're not familiar with that and thank god for gps you know they can point themselves back but um yeah there's a lot of there are a lot of things i encourage guys if you're um, if you're on a machine or you're driving across the ice once it gets thicker windows down right no. windows down and give yourself a chance to escape because once that water hits your doors you're probably not going to be able to push that door open and so being able to uh, shimmy out the window and and get out of there before that pickup sinks, um, you know, window down, that's the only, that's about the only chance you've got.
0: And, and the reason for that, for, for people that didn't quite understand what you were saying there, Jim, uh, the windows down, then the water will actually get into the cab of your pickup and, and you can have the equalized pressure because if, if the water isn't into the cab of your vehicle, there's so much pressure there with that water that you might not be able to get your doors open.
2: Exactly. Yep. Yep. I I wasn't clear about that. No. No, no. You right. you did a good job. Right. I, I
0: just you know sometimes yeah. sometimes you just assume that everyone else understands what you're saying and and uh, uh, you know some some people just don't. Yeah, and and so that's I, not you know that's not stupidity on their part. You you know just something. Not not a ton of people know.
2: And there's guys that that uh, there's guys that just can't they just can't fathom driving across the ice where. You know, in Iowa and South Dakota and North Dakota and Minnesota. I mean, you know what? End of end of February. That's what you do. And so, right. yeah, it's uh, um, it's important to give yourself every opportunity to escape that you possibly can.
1: Yep. Are you are you one of those guys that when it does get that thick, like you don't even think twice about it? You're driving the truck out there because, like me, yeah. per, like me personally, I even like when I know, like I can watch like twenty other like three quarter ton trucks drive out in front of me. And I'm still like, uh, I don't know if I want to drive out here.
2: No, I am a, uh, I'm definitely not a pickup on the ice guy. Um, Like I said, you know, I've just, I've seen how it can go south. And, um, you know, as I alluded to earlier, Mrs. Bustle is super cool about my (laughs) ice fishing passion and she supports it. But if I drop the old Silverado to the bottom of a lake, I don't think she's probably going to be as supportive of my passion anymore. So, (laughs) uh, no. The only thing that I'll drive out on the ice is my four wheeler. Um, You know, and that I can I can bail off of or or whatever. Um, But I'm not I'm not a fan of an enclosed vehicle out on the ice, and that might just be the safety nerd in me. But um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with it.
0: Nope. Now, Jim, you you talked earlier about uh, working part time at the Rooster, uh, uh, which is the bait shop out there in Rapid City. Um, right now, uh, I believe the Rooster is is out of commission. There was a fire this spring. Is that right?
2: Yeah, actually, it's not. It, we we've been up and running since about four weeks after the fire. We had a we had a fire. It was uh, first part of April, um, late early early in the morning actually um a uh an unsheltered individual that was staying out back trying to keep warm had lit a fire he was he was just trying to stay warm the wind was blowing about 70 miles an hour that night no joke and the fire got up under the siding and into the roof um there was a couple other fires that had happened earlier that evening down the road and uh somebody driving by i believe it was a police officer saw the fire and he um, called it in and our guys got on it pretty quick forced the door got inside put the fire out but it did a significant amount of damage so the rooster was out of service for oh about three weeks maybe but we've been running ever since we're we're running out of a couple garages and a couple of uh big trailers and we've been slinging minnows and gear and fishing rods and stuff all all spring and all summer long and and uh right now they are just finishing up the remodel inside and uh I worked there today and uh talking to Mike Cummings the owner it looks like we might actually be inside if not by the end of this week uh next week
0: heck yeah so awesome
2: we'll we'll be back inside here pretty quick which um Last week was tough, boys. I'm not going to lie to you. I was in my ice armor just to just to hand out waxies. <laughs> <laughs>
0: now, now, Jim, were you, were you on that fire uh, that night uh, in April? Like, were, were you uh, at one job uh, working at your other job?
2: <laughs> no, actually, um, it was, it's a funny story. So back in 2007, um, they had a fire in December of 2007. They had another fire, and I was on duty that day. Um, we, I was on the second engine in. We pulled in, and the closest fire hydrant to the rooster is across six lanes of traffic. Oh yeah. hundred yards down the street, and it's through the we call it the gap. It's uh, West Main Street there, one of the busiest busiest streets in the state. And I had to pull the fire hydrant, had to hook the hydrant and, and string line across the road, and I almost got hit by a car. I actually hit a car with my hydrant wrench. Um, um, but we got to the, got over the rooster and I was inside pulling ceiling and the guys were up on the roof and cutting a hole with the chainsaw. We got it stopped and put out. But the night before this last fire or the day before this last fire, I was working with Mike, the owner, and I was telling him about that hole. I said, Hey, that hole that we have in the front of the building there, I put that there and we were talking about it. And I woke up the next morning to get ready to go on shift. And one of the guys had called and said, hey, I I hate to be the one to break it to you, but we just had a pretty bad fire at the rooster. So I grabbed my stuff and went down. And and uh, it was pretty devastating. It was pretty tough to see. But um, this isn't the first difficulty Mike and the guys have had to push through. And and uh, it uh, hopefully it will be the last. But they got her... Uh, they got her just about remodeled, so we'll be back inside and probably better than ever.
0: Nice. that's a, Same same layout, layout as, as normal with the new remodel, or what are we looking at?
2: It's actually going to be a little bit different. Um, uh, Mike's son, Jeremy, was in there building counters today. There's going to be this really cool counter at the front of the store now that runs all the way across. The shelves are going to be laid out a little bit different. Uh, pegboard all over the place. Um but what Mike wants to do is he wants to take it back to kind of more of the old school bait shop feel. So the front's going to have all the rods and reels and tackle and cool gear and stuff, and then in the back there will be a little bit of that. There will be some electronics and things like that. But he's going to have a big open space with the table. Uh, sounds like maybe a coffee pot, so guys can come in and just shoot the breeze and tell fishing stories and hang out.
0: Gotta let them smoke, smoke cigarettes. Gotta let them smoke cigarettes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. You gotta let him um, outside, though, so we don't have another. Fire. I was gonna say <laughs> I
1: don't know if I'd want any cigarettes close. Can't, to the run, building. That can't no. run that risk. Can't
2: run that risk. Outside, <laughs> but um, he wants to be able to have a space where he can hold seminars and and things like that. So um, you know, guys like you know Craig Euler can come in and he can give demonstrations or um, you guys know, like can, Jim yeah, Bustle, maybe uh, yeah. Jason Sterling. Yeah come in with uh Vexilars and things like that so it's going to be really cool how it lays back out and um the support that we've seen from the community has been pretty cool so
0: that's kind that's of a great. i mean it's kind of a, a trademark like when you think about fishing like in in western south dakota you know it's it's the rooster our, our yeah. first trip ever matt i know uh, that's a you know our first trip ever we we had never fished out in the black hills the first thing we did was literally drive straight to the rooster and and i you know i i don't know what we for sure really needed but i think it was more just to say we we did we were at
1: the rooster yeah yeah
2: yeah you know what man the the mom and pop bait shops um they just they make the fishing industry go around no doubt you know you guys you guys spent a lot of time with the with the hike camps uh last weekend and you know Dakota Angler. I mean, they're they're huge in that end of the state. Sportsman's Cove up in Webster. Yep. Um, you know the Rooster and Rapid. You got Wheel In up in Ormond. I mean, all these mom and pop bait shops are just they're so cool with their um, with their atmosphere and some of the nostalgia that goes along with it. And you know what? If you want good information, that's where you're going to go. I mean, nothing against nothing against the big box stores, but um, it's kind of like that Parks and Rec. Um, kind of like that scene from Parks and Rec, you know, where he's in, he's in Home Depot and the guy's like, Hey, can I help you with something? And, and, and Ron Swanson's like, I know more than you do. (laughs) Right. Kind of get that sometimes at the big box stores, but, um, man, the mom and pops, you get good information. Um, and,
0: uh, there's a chance that the guy that's selling it to you has actually used the product (laughs) that, that always helps a a little
2: Yeah, that does, that does help. So. Okay. yeah i'm uh it, it's cool to be a part of it all and and uh i'm just excited that you know there was some there was some thought there for a little bit that that might have been the end of the rooster but mike's been around a long time and he wasn't gonna let that happen so yeah hopefully
1: yeah. it bounced back hell yeah
0: yeah well all right jim uh um you know we we kind of covered ice safety we uh you know we wanted uh, an update on the on the rooster. You got anything else to say before uh, we let you get back to uh, the the gym bustle life?
2: You know what? I just I, I appreciate you guys having me on. I, I love the I love the show and I hope everybody goes out and takes advantage. the early ice bite um, is awesome. Most of the time it certainly is out here right now and so just be safe doing it and and as far as you two go, I'm really looking forward to to getting to fish with you during hooked on hard water. I'm gonna get Center Lake all scouted out for you. I'd, I'd sure like to see one of you guys pull a big tiger trout out of there this year. Uh, word on the street is there's some getting to be some good sized cutthroats in there so nice, uh, nice. It's, it's my favorite lake in the whole world out. I think <laughs> God yeah, I love that yeah. place yeah center Lake is a great it's a great spot and hooked on hard water is such a cool event that's kind of the that's kind of my favorite thing, um, to wrap up the ice fishing season. So I'm, no doubt. I'm looking forward to it.
0: No yeah. doubt about it. Uh, uh, well, hopefully, you know, maybe there's a chance we see you before then, uh, but otherwise, uh, we'll see you in February and we want to thank you, uh, for taking an hour out and chatting with us.
2: Hey, thank you guys for the opportunity. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you soon. Later. All right. All right later.
0: And that was uh, Jim Bustle from out there in the beautiful Black Hills of South Dakota. Good dude. Good dude. Good dude, and very knowledgeable. That was yep. uh, that. That was fun to hear. Uh, um, it, it was well. I mean, it was fun to hear about it from a dude that's been there, done that. You know, yeah. li- like I mentioned earlier, there's a lot of people that. Uh, uh, wow, I got a float suit. It floats. You know, ev- everyone who's got a life jacket's tested out that life jacket you know, they've, they've, I, I, I should say, uh, you know, the skiers and whatnot, you know, they've, they've swam in them, they've jumped off the back of the boat in it, right. you know, whatever. Um, but, uh, um, you know, the <laughs> float suit, that's probably one of those deals where, uh, 95% of the people that are wearing a float suit have never actually tested that, uh, right, that had it works it, had and, and, and it you to shouldn't have test, to, but you're right. right. Yeah. You know, that that's a good thing, but, uh, um, you know, one, one of those guys that's been in the water in a float suit and is like, Oh, that's how that feels. That's how that works. And, and, you know, like, like the story that, uh, he told us, um, you know, he, he's, he's, he's been on the call, uh, where, where that didn't end up very good. Right. So, the, uh, the call that none, the story that none of us
1: want to ever read about. Yep. I didn't, I didn't,
0: uh, like I, I'll be honest when he was telling the story, I'm like,
1: Oh, he, they, they saved him. Right. And no, then and it's the it's the harsh reality of it sometimes why it's so important you know to take all those precautions and try to be as safe as you possibly can because like you said this is a guy that you know drove that same thing every single day and you never know when it can go south so no doubt about it make sure you're using all those precautions out there i mean we all want to get out on the ice and get fishing and everything like that but uh Never, never overlook the safe safety aspect of it because we want everybody, everybody that listens to this show, everybody that's out there enjoying this stuff. We all want everybody to go home too. And uh, you want our listeners to stay up that bad? Like <laughs> we're, we're not that worried about you, but we need our listenership
0: up. <laughs> <You're> right <laughs> now, uh, um, you know, I, I I would I truly think you know float suits are important, ice picks are important, the throw bag is important, but I truly think the most important thing is a, is especially, uh, on early ice, just go if you can with a buddy yeah, yeah, you know, or, or let people know, you know, yep. what, what you're doing, yep. what you're doing. So
1: yeah, that's, there's no doubt about that. Yep. Now, uh, you, you've got a, uh, you've got a couple I, you questions know, you, you want to fire. You're always asking me, you're always kind of springing these questions on me and everything like that. So I was kind of thinking the other day and I was like, you know what? I got to get Scott on some trivia the next time we have our Next episode. What kind of so, trivia? It's fishing questions. I got oh, five. Yeah. I got five questions for you. Not too bad, but you know, some interesting questions too that might get you thinking a little bit. Okay, well, hopefully as it a, doesn't hurt you. Yeah, as a teacher, just write A plus right now because I'm about <laughs> to ace this. Some you might want to go pop up your uh, clam shack in the in the garage since it's blue and the, kind of the medical tent like they have on the sidelines of the NFL. Yeah, we might get a call that you might have to head over to the you know might be some brain injury or something like that hurt your heads hurt from thinking too much so okay well In, fire fire into the blue tent okay fire, all right fire first, one, first one here how many taste buds do catfish have how many taste buds do
0: catfish have yeah well last time i was talking to a catfish uh that one he had uh
1: he had eaten something hot and he burned uh burned a little bit but uh uh it, it's it's right around 10,000 right around 10,000 a catfish has more than 27,000 taste buds well, like i said you, you know, he burned, he burned I mean, yeah he burned 17,000 yeah. yeah, yeah, he burned the, the roof so. of his mouth and that's where <laughs> most of them are <laughs> 27,000 okay yeah more than 20 i like that, that. Yeah, okay you like that one all right a lot of a lot of people I don't where, realize like where, fish that uh catfish have taste buds so. right i wonder where that like
0: i mean where does that compare to uh the yellow perch or is a yeah, yellow yeah, perch is like oh you know
1: yellow perch is down at 4000 taste buds or if it, you know I, I i wonder where i'm at maybe uh, maybe the other fish have way more it, it says that uh a catfish has more than like 20,000 20,000 more than 20,000 more uh taste buds than a human does so really yeah. okay pretty interesting huh. fact yeah. i thought i you know yeah uh, i like that all right, the next one. In millions. Okay, millions. Roughly, how many Americans fish for sport? In millions. Roughly, how many Americans fish for sport? I don't even know
0: how many million people are in the United States. I'm going to say 180 million. Uh, that's million. You're way
1: way high there. Way high? 40 million. How many That's, millions of people are in the United States? I don't know, but it says roughly Amer- roughly 40 million people fish for sport. That's more than tennis and golf combined. So there's more people really? that fish for sport than golf and tennis combined. I kind of surprised me. 330,
0: 332 million are in the United States. All right. So I, I, I guessed over half, but yeah. what was the number? 40 million. 40 million out of 332 fish for sport yeah as a i
1: don't know that that number seems low to me it did to me too but then I mean, you start thinking about it a little bit too i mean there's i mean i think when they're talking about people that fish for sport they're kind of talking about people that like do it a lot Okay. not just somebody that's like oh i bought a license and right. i might go fishing once yeah
0: that's probably true i'm just thinking
1: like you go up into the state of minnesota and i mean well would that I, be
0: considered- i think i think eight out of ten people up there are, right but yeah hmm. but i mean then you go out to i mean you probably go down to arizona and and uh you know not not a ton of water and maybe not well, a ton right. of people yeah. fish anyways but yeah
1: okay 40 40 million 40 million all right. This one, I, I really think I put this one in there because I thought you probably get this one. You'll probably know this. Where does caviar come from? Where does caviar come from?
0: Minnesota DNR officers. <laughs> <laughs> or what's that Wisconsin DNR? Yeah, that's right. Wisconsin that DNR. Right. Wisconsin like, DNR officers.
1: Trading them, yeah. Trading the caviar. If
0: you don't know, if you don't get that answer, go look it up. But yep. uh, um, sturgeon,
1: uh, sturgeon eggs. You are correct. Okay, eggs from the sturgeon family. Eggs egg from the sturgeon family. That's right. All right, moving on to the next one. Have you ever had caviar? I haven't, and you I don't know. Either. I mean, I think it would have to be one of those things where it's like on something and you eat it without knowing it, and then you might be like, "Oh, that's pretty good." What is that? It's caviar. All right, I'm not going to eat it again, but it wasn't bad. I I would try it once. I would try it once, but I I can already tell you I ain't going to like it. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. got that feeling. <laughs> you ever have that where it's just like people are like, oh, this is so good. You're like, no, I've already like I made my mind up when I was like six years <laughs> yeah. old that I was never going to eat that, and I don't like it. So don't feed it to me. Yeah, I'll 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 try it. I'll try it just to say I did it. But yeah, you ever you ever had one of those foods where you had it when you were a kid? And you got sick after you ate it. And oh, like threw absolutely! It up and it's absolutely. Like, I'm touching it. Keep yep. that crap away from me. I ain't touching even, it.
0: It don't even have to be. Uh, it don't even have to be when I was a kid. Uh, yeah. I used to go to Casey's general store and get uh, uh, hazelnut coffee. Yeah, like loved it. Loved it. Like drank. I mean, drank so much hazelnut coffee. Like, I mean, I, I think when I sweat, like, kind of smelled like <laughs> hazelnut. And uh, I got the flu. And, uh, you know, that was back when I was living next to Casey's and I was still going up there and getting that hazelnut coffee, even through the flu and, uh, puked it up. No more. Man, if I even smell it now,
1: (laughs) it's kind of like vodka. (laughs) Holy moly. Yeah. I had, had just too many bad times with that crap. I got sick after having like a blueberry muffin one time when I was a kid and it took me years years to even try a blueberry muffin blueberry muffin holy moly that wrecked my life no i I mean it did i mean i love blueberry muffins now but it took me a long time to try one again my mom that's what i threw up my
0: mom made some tuna noodle casserole with peas in it one time (laughs) and uh i i'll tell you i'll tell you the honest god truth uh the very next day was sept um uh the columbine shooting oh all right columbine shooting was the very next day and i was sick from school that day Staying at home, puking up tuna noodle casserole with peas in it, and, uh, mm-mm, mm-mm. Nope. nope. can't, can't, can't do that again. <laughs> no I, more. I, I, but the the neat part about that is you don't really have to, for, like, for blueberry muffins, it's like, God dang it, I'm gonna run into them in my life yeah, again. right, exactly. Like, I don't, I don't have a choice, but I've People's gotta face like, it.
1: People are like look at this dick i bring in blueberry muffins and he ain't gonna eat one right it's like nobody's bringing in to the yeah, new exactly, casserole for exactly. everybody like, I say, mean, hey i got some in the in the lounge go have
0: some right i can just cross that off my <laughs> list like all right i'm done with it well fair enough fair
1: enough <laughs> all right next question how many teeth does a walleye have oh wow um i'd say over under uh, it's, it's probably not as many as you think i'm gonna say 80 80 between 30 and 40
0: really yeah i'm i'm thinking i i know i know what the problem is it's 30 or 40 on the top 30 or 40 on the bottom and like i said it's 80 80 yeah <laughs> you didn't read nuts. the fine print you're dead nuts <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> you I got was. a
1: good way of like spinning everything yeah. around so you're yeah no well you know if you know, yeah, I logic, counted logic says that i counted them all right last question all right last question how many calories are an entire five cheese tombstone pizza five cheese tombstone pizza how many calories yeah (laughs) again probably
0: not as high as what you think like i i don't even i don't even know like i don't even know how many calories a person's even supposed to eat in a day right like i i don't even have it like i i don't know i think there's like 150 in a beer and then i think like if you drink like that Michelob, but ultras, i think there was only like 70 in that I don't know. I'm gonna say uh I'm gonna say pff, probably like nine hundred and fifty. Well, thir- One thousand three hundred and sixty calories. One thousand three hundred and sixty? Yep. And and a person's supposed to have like four thousand calories in a day. No, not yeah, 4, they are. Yeah, they calories. are. Yeah, they are. What kind of high? Like what kind of high? I bet you, I bet you, machine over
1: here. I bet you, I house over four thousand calories a day, no issue. <laughs> You're a hardworking man, so yeah. you, you, I mean, you, 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 you better need, believe it. You need that. You know, you need to fuel that uh, steam engine. So well, you got to have uh,
0: breakfast pizza in the morning. Uh, <laughs> tombstone for lunch. Tombstone for supper. And you never know when you might need another tombstone in there. Plus a couple, a couple Cokes, um, probably a scoop of ice cream at the end of the day. And that's what, uh, that's what a good day looks like. I'd say that's four, four grand for calories. And, and, uh, that's what keeps a person tip top, uh, machine. That's right. What do you say? You got to let the big dogs eat.
1: Yep. That's right. So. Um, all right. All right. With that, you got a pizza review for us? I do. I do. You, rolling God right, dang it, I
0: about forgot. how Rolling
1: right into that. We yep. haven't done a pizza review for a while, and I'm sure there's some dirtbags out there anxious to hear because we've talked about this review for for a little while now. So, Yep. Uh, Jim Bustle
0: uh, talked about it earlier. We're talking about the Yachty's. Yachty's Pizzeria. And if you don't know, uh, uh, I think Lil Yachty is a rapper. I, I don't think that. I know that Lil Yachty's a rapper. I I'm not a hundred percent sure that I can tell you I'm I'm zero percent sure that I can tell you uh what one
1: of his songs <laughs> is. But uh um We've probably heard it before like it's like, oh, okay. That's a little Yachty remix. A <laughs> little Yachty. I mean
0: Hold on. I'm trying to I'm just trying to look up something on Facebook that even Let's Lil see. Yachty. Yachty's pizza. Oh yeah. Hold on. Yeah, so so this Yachty's pizza, I got it at Walmart, and and it's got little Yachty, the guy, uh, you know, the 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 rapper on the front of it, kind of like in a pizza hat and whatnot. And uh, I saw it, and I'm like, you know what, I I need this, I need some of this in my life. I think. Well, an either, oh, it's oh, my by. dog, little Yachty right here. <laughs> I don't, I don't know that this is. There's two dudes singing. I don't know which one's Yachty but Yadi's got oh, some. Song. Look at, look at Yadi's red braids. Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. fun. That's yeah. a lot of fun. <laughs> but uh, that's that's our dog Yachty and uh, uh, whatever. So I got the deep cut Yadi's pizzeria, and uh, I got the uh, cheddar cheese seasoned crust hot honey cheese pizza, and. Uh, yeah, like I said, hot honey, cheese pizza, cheddar cheese, seasoned crust. So I'm not going to lie to you. I pull this pizza out of the box, and I'm thinking, what kind of freaking and pile of dog <laughs> crap is this? Like, this looks like grade A garbage. And I, I'm, I'm honestly a little half pissed off at this damn pizza. It looks like junk. Little did I know, this is one of those pizzas that you put in the oven and it kind of starts rising. Oh, all right. And uh, so, it, so it actually gets thicker. And and as I see this, I'm like, ah, you know what? I'm, I'm a excited. you know, yeah. yeah I am like, all yeah, right, yeah, it's turning up the heat a little bit. I'm kind of liking this. Whatever. Uh, didn't read anything about uh, the hot honey, hot honey cheese pizza, hot honey. Like I'm thinking, like it's hot honey. Yeah. Like hot honey. Like, like you know, you're so gonna have a hot pizza. So so the honey on it is hot. Yep. no that's not what it is <laughs> it's like spicy honey yep so whatever i and get we this know pizza how much out. you love spice yep yep exactly so i get this pizza out and i'm i'm not gonna hold that against it i'm not going to because it said it on the box hot honey i should have known but i get this pizza uh out of the oven or straight on the rack and uh um i it's you know it's become a full pizza it's got some thickness to it i'm like some bitch like this is actually this is this is looking good like this this pizza ended up looking pretty good so i cut into it and uh i'm gonna give this pizza um 5.5 all right 5.5 is what i'm gonna give this one and uh i i can't hold it against it because of the the spice because i'll be honest like the honey kind of offset the spice a little bit it was kind of like honey barbecue wings oh you know it's like i, ah, I feel i feel that but i kind of feel that sweetness too um it, it didn't blow me away it didn't blow me away i i probably you know i gave it a 5.5 i probably should have gone with a 6.1 but a 5.5 is what you i said, said so that's it. what it's sticking with it. but um um i can't really judge it i i would have i would have probably thrown a little bit more toppings on it um first impression was dog shit uh after i pulled it out it looked better um could have used more cheese i i like i like that they didn't uh you know the sp- spicy honey sauce like th- there's kind of a coolness to that yeah there you is. know th- there's coolness to that no one else Uniqueness, has got that yeah, exactly yes, yeah
1: right exactly so uh um, how was the cheddar crust
0: Uh, it it wasn't
1: kind of lackluster
0: i don't know that you would have known it was cheddar crust if if it didn't say it on the box in fact even after saying it on the box i still don't know that you knew that it was cheddar crust (laughs) so uh um just just overall you know the price for what it was probably i don't i don't exactly remember what it was but i think it was like seven dollars 50 cents or something like that It, it was good it was good um, I think if I liked spicy stuff, I'd probably like it a little bit better. I, I would recommend it to a friend. I, w- cause, I right. cause I, cause I kind of recommended it to Jim earlier and I was thinking that my, our, our buddy Tanner, he kind of likes spicy stuff. I was thinking, you know what? This pizza's <coughs> got it, kind of got, up Tanner's, Tanner's All right. alley. And so overall, like I said, probably should have gone with six, one I already said five, five. Um, it, it was good. It was good. I'd buy it again. Um, just have some milk along (laughs) yeah so that's uh that's this week's pizza review i've already got another one in the brewing i've got
1: all right i've got another one so i can't wait for it you bet uh so yachties
0: is down uh we're we're moving on to we're moving on to the next one but uh um we're also moving on to the freedom brew good news story of the day uh, our buddies over Freedom Brew, Larchwood, Iowa, the best coffee shop in the whole entire world, um, Austin and Brianna. I, uh, I, I've i told you about them before, but I'm going to tell you about them again. These are the best people, and, and they're, they're kind of what you would call co- coffee snobs. Like, <laughs> you know, they're just kind of coffee snobs, not in a bad way, but I'm telling you, like, you are not getting the the cheapest stuff when you go there. Like this is premium. Right. Yeah. They're stuff. getting the good, good ingredients, <coughs> quality ingredients equal quality product. Yep. So, and, and I, I just know, like I've, I've been over there and he's like, try this. And I try it. And he's like, now try this. And it's like, yeah, yeah. You know that, that second one tasted a little bit better. Well, you know, it's, it's triple the price, but uh, we're going with it because it's better, you know? And, and that's just how they live yep, like they that's are, how they live yep. you know what i mean yep they're not gonna they're not gonna, not they're gonna, not gonna save yeah they're not gonna save a little bit and and uh it's not um, gonna be watered down nope no stretching their it's product the good there. stuff damn right uh so well whatever uh, our buddies freedom brew bringing you the good news story of the day of the week um you want to start or you want uh, me to start?
1: Yeah, I can start. Jim already said it a little earlier. You know, the football team winning the state title, um, pretty special. Second one that I've kind of gotten to be a part of back in 2006. I was fortunate enough to be on the sidelines for that one, helping out uh, as a middle school coach. And uh, this one here, getting to watch it up in the stand I watched it from the stands and everything like that. But, you know, just very well-deserving group of kids, group of coaches, uh, communities all – very well deserving of it. I mean, it just goes to prove how special a state title is. And the crazy thing too is our sharing agreement program with Central I and George Little Rock has been going on for like thirty-two years, and it's the first team we've ever, first undefeated team we've ever had, really, in our sharing program. Because okay. the other year we won state, we were twelve. And we one. lost to Lamar's right first so, game or second game second out of the, game gate. Of the season. Yep. So it's it's just crazy. To think about it like as good as a program that we have and all the success it's had over the years that this is the first time in our consolidation agreement that a team finish undefeated so yeah, yeah it's pretty cool and it's a hell of an accomplishment for those kids and uh, just to see some of those senior kids that uh, really listened and bought into the system and put in their time and their senior years paid off I mean we had a couple yep. kids that uh, didn't play as juniors and coaches asked him over the off season if they would how would they would like to move to a different position because you know they could see them fitting in to it our system a lot better and with this position and the kids bought into it worked their tails off and uh yeah the proof is uh, in the pudding so damn right congratulations it was it was pretty badass as a hell of a game too so
0: yep yours no, i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of springboard off that um you know, uh, I suppose it was probably back in August, uh, right when school started, uh, you came over here to uh, to record a podcast that night, and uh, you had kind of talked to me. You had said, uh, uh, Matt thought that my stepdaughter Aubrey would be a really good fit for uh, a manager on the football team, and, and uh, Aubrey was going into her freshman year of high school, and uh, so we kind of talked to Aubrey about it a little bit that night uh, before before you and I recorded a podcast and, and maybe a little bit afterwards again. And, you know, I kind of said to Aubrey, like, you know, you've, you've got the chance to really be on, uh, you know, on, on a pretty special team this year. Uh, you know, I'm telling you, you know, you want to, you want to be a manager down in the dome. Uh, this, this might be your year. And, uh, uh, you know, to, to my delight, she decided uh, that she was going to go and do it. And, uh, I just, uh, um, I don't know. I just really think it's cool. Uh, you know, being being a freshman is hard. Being a freshman girl is is even harder. And uh, you know, she she she's not a world class athlete. You know, she she's just not. And uh, um, you know, she doesn't play volleyball. And and the fact that she was gonna go and and be a manager, you know, for the varsity football team is is just incredible. Um, you know, she didn't do it with a bunch of friends. She did it by herself. She did it, you know, not knowing a ton of them football players, not knowing a ton of the coaches. And, uh, you know, you look at the end of the year and, and just her confidence, uh, you know, I mean, it just, it just skyrocketed. You know, I mean, she made friends, uh, you know, I mean, she, a couple of the other girls uh, that were also managers overclassmen uh, uh juniors and seniors and, and next thing you know Aubrey's going along with them you know to volleyball games and and uh you know the the coaches all loved her and and I got a lot of text messages from coaches and from parents and whatever talking about how spectacular Aubrey was and and uh you know there, there was a lot of hard work that that went into it you know I mean she'd Uh, You know, Friday nights, every single Friday nights, you know, sometimes you're on a bus driving two hours away and, and, you know, going and doing that. And, you know, then there's a JV game and a freshman game and you're videotaping and then you're, you know... Uh, these last couple weeks leading up to these dome appearance appearances you know they're they're driving over to worthington minnesota harrisburg south dakota orange city iowa you know going and practicing indoors and and i mean there are a lot of nights where aubrey didn't get back until 8 30 at night and yeah. and she still did I, she's a straight a student uh all the teachers talk about how good of an attitude she keeps and, and whatever. And, and, uh, you know, she had, she had a lot on her plate. She also is a part of the girls wrestling program here and, and that started practice. And so, you know, there, there's night where she's going and doing girls wrestling, turning around, finishing off the football, uh, uh, practice, coming home, getting all of her homework done, getting showered up, grabbing supper and, and going to sleep because yeah. the next morning she's you know Doing she's right back again. at it and yep. uh she never complained i think she loved every single second of it and uh, um so that that's my good news story of the week uh uh this week just uh cool cool deal um, i'm really proud of her that uh that that she decided to do it that yeah. she worked as hard at it and and i'm glad that that you uh um you know saw that opening and thought you know what Aubrey's going to be a good
1: fit for that yeah I knew I I tell you that all the time I knew right from the get-go and I went and talked to those high school coaches and said you guys got to you know talk to her about it like if she comes in here welcome her with open arms and those guys definitely did and like you said she is a hard worker and oh yeah you know I think a lot of times people think as me as a coach I want all these kids you know you got to be got to be in sports you got to be in sports uh, there's so many opportunities for kids now i just love seeing kids get involved any yep. way that they can i mean so you know yeah it's a testament to her and i mean how cool too is making hit her making history being part of the first central line george little rock wrestling girls wrestling, girls wrestling program, program. Yeah. and they did pretty damn good their first night out so yeah
0: yeah she uh she went two and one uh, her first night out she beat a girl sixteen to five, I know. She did get she did get beat uh in another one, but uh that's that's pretty badass. And you know, the other the other really badass thing is she's kinda of been sporting it around the house uh over the last weekend, but you know, the the Iowa Farm Bureau gave them uh state champion hats. hats yeah. And she's got it. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> she she liking she's liking kind of showing that off and, right. and uh um so yeah Good I don't I don't stuff. know. Yep. Damn right. Uh way cool deal so uh um yeah all right uh we'll call uh we'll call uh, an end to episode 196 with that uh um if you haven't uh, hit the hit the like button hit the subscribe button hit whatever buttons uh hit, hit whatever buttons are on your uh, cell phone right now or computer wherever the hell you're listening to this uh, just hit a bunch of buttons besides the unsubscribe button and, uh,
1: <laughs> um, uh, and happy Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, don't eat too much Turkey and, uh, um, yeah, we'll see you next week. All right. Later.